we have no shortage of leadership on this team. This feels a lot like the 19 team in a lot of regards. DJPK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Did my ears deceive me, PK? Did I just hear Kyle Whittingham, Mr. Tough Guy, Mr. One Game at a Time, Mr. The Future is Now. Don't rest on your laurels. We have no shortage of leadership on this team. This feels a lot like the 19 team in a lot of regards. Ooh, and he said it with energy. Conviction. Conviction. There's an emphasis on a lot. And that 2019 team, for those of you with short-term memories, that was 11 wins. Yeah, that was a great team. Uh, the the Pac-12 title game stunk. I don't give a crap about the bowl game. Uh, the Oregon game in uh, Santa Clara was a big downer, that's for sure. But other than that, man, they rocked. Even that SC loss was very competitive. First game of the year, first conference game of the year. And the thing that I like about Kyle Whittingham now is that he's going to retire as the University of Utah head coach. I think we can all agree with that. He's going to retire as the winningest coach in program history, right? The, those things seem to be certainties. And so what I, the reason why I'm bringing that up is that he doesn't have to worry about job security. So he can set whatever expectation level he believes is appropriate because he's going to be there, right? Mark Harlan uh, is not going to touch him. I mean, he's actually extended him, and I've talked to Mark about this. I mean, he loves Whittingham, loves his his everyday workmanlike approach to the job, the consistency, all the great the things that make Kyle Whittingham great. So I believe that he has the freedom to say what he wants now and not have to worry about expectations. If they don't meet the expectations, well, then Kyle will be the first to say we didn't meet expectations because he doesn't have to worry about saving his job. A lot of times they have to be political because their job is in potentially in a tenuous situation, right? So they have to be careful what they say. That's not where Kyle's at. He's has as much job security virtually as anybody in the country, including Nick Saban, when you think about it, where he's at right now and what he's done. So he can come out and speak the truth as he sees it. And when I listen to that, I'm thinking, okay, he's going to compare the 19 leadership, which had a ton of it. You know, we were there day to day. We all know about it. And so he's going to compare leadership to the leadership of this year's team. But he does do that, but he takes it a step beyond that. What did he say? In a lot of aspects, a lot of ways you can play it again. That last part, that's the really that's the thing that really got me going is that he just doesn't compare leadership to leadership. No. And he says in a lot of aspects. Play it again, Yak. What's that last last phrase that he uses? We have no shortage of leadership on this team. This feels a lot like the nineteen team in a lot of regards. Okay, regards, yeah. In a lot of regards. That's the one that really catches my attention because he's not just talking leadership. He's saying in a lot of regards. Well, look at that team in 2019. That had in a lot of regards. What did that have? That had a lot of NFL talent. And, of course, most often if you have a lot of NFL talent, what you also have is a lot of wins that particular season. We saw it BYU last year. I know the schedule, blah, blah, blah. We're, I'm so sick of putting that qualifier in. The fact is that team had a lot of NFL talent. And if that's what Kyle's thinking, then, yeah, they need to think Pac-12 title, not just Pac-12 South, Pac-12 title, and can they go beyond that? Right now, 
I think that's when in the realm, in the realm, that's not even a word, in the realm of thinking. You just really enunciated every letter in realm. Realm. Yeah, I did. I I got going. Sometimes when you get going, (laughs) man, you can't be stopped. In 2019, they had a lot of no-nonsense guys, and the message was clear. We're better than these guys. Hammer them. Don't let them even hang around. And they did. They bled a lot of teams. But the message was also clear when they were in tight times. Hey, we're good enough. Let's go back and do this. And they got on the road in two close games. And one time they didn't. SC, they didn't come back and win it, although they came back and got back in the game. Uh, They were in danger of getting blown out for a while. And then at Washington, they did come back and win the game. And for the most part, they were better than the teams they played, oh, and they, they hammered and, they and didn't let them hang around and, and have a chance to make a lucky play or get a bad call or a bounce or whatever. The thing I will say, though, this is beyond their control, is the schedule that they would play this year is much more difficult, even though it's basically the same schedule. What I'm saying is I believe the teams are much better. You look at teams like you brought that. You brought up that Washington game. Mm-hmm. I was there at that game. It was a huge win for the program. Somebody on the staff, and I love the go travel with those guys because as you're walking off the field, I can't tell you how many times, in winning or losing, guys on the staff who recognize me, they know me, they know me, and for a long time, they know that whatever they tell me, it goes nowhere. I may, I'll bring it up, but I won't come close to mentioning their name. And if it's too sensitive, I won't even say it. But one of the guys said to me, this is a win that this program desperately needed. And in the past, this is a game we would have lost. And he was right. That was a huge win. They needed to go on the road and beat a quality team. It's just that Washington this year is much better uh, at least right now, anticipated, I should say, to be much better. SC's SC, but I think that the Sal, I look at Washington as, a, as an example since you brought up that game. Mm-hmm. The teams in the South, I think, with the exception, obviously, of Arizona, are much better, significantly, potentially better than they were two years ago. So that could make the challenge more difficult of repeating what that 8-1 and one team did in 2019. So this year they missed Cal and Washington. Right. So breaks there because a lot of people think... Uh, Decent teams. Yeah. The, one team is probably middle and the other team is top of that division. They're, they're not missing a bottom I picked figure. Washington personally to win. Right. And I think most people have Oregon and Washington 1-2. Yeah. And then they have Stanford and Cal 3-4. And so, depending on who you're talking to, uh, ASU, did they have a quarterback injury when they came no, in? No, it was just, just Jaden Daniels just was a freshman. Because it was 21-3. And they had no offense. Yeah, he, he, I think he literally had three completions. <clears throat> oh, really? <laughs> i got to go back and look that up now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, he was the proverbial running for his life. The whole It reminded me of him as a freshman facing the toughest defense that he has faced to date. And it reminded me of them telling Travis Hansen, or not Travis Hansen, Travis Wilson, don't have interceptions. And that became the goal of Travis Wilson, don't have interceptions, because he had six when he played UC Los Angeles, mm-hmm. if I remember, a year In a totally earlier. winnable game. Yeah, and so don't throw interceptions. And so Jaden Daniels at that point, he was thrown into the third row like 95% of the time. They were wildly overmatched. Uh, Utah's defense, absolute complete and total domination. So Arizona State's offense is much better 
mm. than it was two years ago because they were starting so many young guys. So naturally, even if they're not that good, they're still going to be much better because they almost did nothing in that game. I think Benjamin managed to get 100 yards. He did. But it was probably the most 100 difficult yards he'd ever had to run for. I looked it up now. Benjamin was great. He was 15 carries for 104 yards, but Daniels, 4 of 18 for 25 yards. So to your point, in 2021, now Daniels has got, well, he's not a junior because the clock didn't run last year, but he's he's got a lot of football. He's got a lot of college football experience now that he didn't have for that game. So that ought to be a different deal. Same thing with UCLA. UCLA should be in a better place. They are. They got smoked yeah, by the youths that year, forty-nine to three. So no, I was in a Rose Bowl. That was oh, was that that was that at home that year. I think it was at home. Uh, but yeah, they they were in no position to compete, and now they're in a position. I don't know that they'll win, but they're in a position to compete. It was they, Cal, same thing. It was Cal who had the quarterback injury, and Utah shut him out. So they just, but to the point here, they're just overwhelming these teams. And now ASU ought to be better, and UCLA ought to be better. Cal and yeah. Washington, they they don't. They don't play, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, maybe they'll see one. They didn't play Oregon that year in 2019, but then they got them in the conference title game. So right, right. They still end so up I, playing. I, in my mind, the schedule, especially just based on the South, there's no question that it's going to be more difficult. Now, that may not matter. The Utes may continue to, to beat those teams. I don't know that they'll beat them like a drum in the way that they did last year or two years ago, but I think that they're going to be better, so it's going to be more difficult. They can still win. Utah can still win these games for sure. I'm not saying – that by any stretch but when Kyle's talking about the similarities between 2019 and this year wow I mean because that's the best team that they've had since they've been in the conference I mean it's indisputable right you, you, you cannot argue yep 11 that. wins and you had Moss and Huntley at the height of their games and the defense was absolutely loaded with NFL guys all over the place what was it like nine guys in the yeah NFL? that was awesome <laughs> they were just loaded and so that's where I think in a, if we were coming off a normal 2020, Kyle wouldn't catch us off guard with that. We would have seen more football, and we'd have a better idea, but they played five games. But he sees the film, and he sees the spring practices, and of course we don't, and we're not up there to talk to people after spring practices, so we really haven't had any hint. This is the first time that you can actually stand next to Kyle and talk to him, and what does he do? He blurs this out. And I just think if, 20, if we'd seen more football in 2020 or if we had more ch- chances to talk to him, he would have said it earlier. Because you're right, he has a freedom a lot of coaches don't have. He can just say what's on his mind. And he's of the no excuses, you know, tough guy mold, and we've seen that out of him a thousand, to- a thousand times. So I think there's a part of him, if he, says it, if, he, if he sees it, he likes to say it because he likes to set the bar. And he likes to challenge guys. I'm not going to set the bar here and know you can clear it because I know you can clear it. I'm going to set the bar here. Let's make you clear it. Let's stretch. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't phase him at all. Given the fact that he has the coaching security, right. yeah. he can say that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to worry about his job. He's not coaching to keep his job. He's coaching for legacy right now, and he's coaching two things. He's, he's not really coaching for legacy. The legacy is going to come mm-hmm. uh, as he continues to – win but he's coaching in the moment because eh, I don't want to get into it too much as far as how long he's got because I want him to announce it on his terms uh, but 
He's coaching in the moment. That is something that I am 100% of confidence to say. And you brought up with Bosco, you know, do you go do you go with somebody to have a little short-term gain for mm-hmm. long-term or short-term brain for long-term gain? Kyle won't do that. He's he's about winning this year. He's about winning the South, winning the conference, get to the Rose Bowl if it should be on that and some committee deems you worthy, that's their call. But those are his specific goals and the realistic goals. They're realistic goals to the point where when I heard that statement, let's just say I made a reservation in the Los Angeles area at a hotel that's sort of up uh, a little uh, northeast of downtown, up by the mountains, and I'm not going to name the city for January 1, I might add. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah Wait, that's, I made a way to stay really subtle with that and not let anyone know what you're thinking. Get in, the, well get in the lock in the rates now before they go up, because I'm always thinking of saving the company money. You know me. Company man through and through. And so when he said that, I said, I better do this. I better start looking at some plane reservations because, oh, my gosh, that would be the greatest thing ever to play in the Rose Bowl. My friends who haven't experienced it, and I have. I'm the only one on the staff who's experienced it, and it is beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing ever. (laughs) It is your team, January one. In that stadium. Now, there's a huge difference to go in that stadium in September, October, November. That doesn't count. That's still fun to do. Without question, it's still fun to do. But it lacks a little extra oomph. Now, I've done the both. The January one has. Yes. And I've been there other times uh, on assignment when it's not my team, when I work down in the L.A. area. But to be there as a fan on January 1 when your team runs out there, there is oh, – my friends, and I call you my friends because you are, it gives me chills on a warm summer morning. Coming up, got a little uh, NBA news, and got a player who wants out. We'll tell you who and where he wants out of. And Dustin Smith, quarterback elite co-founder and coach at Spanish Fork High School, joins us to talk Quarterback competitions, and we will do that next. You Uten Cougars will be talking about your teams next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.